Hey everyone, this is Beta Chieftain. If this is your first time listening to us, we just wanted to say thank you. We know the audio quality in these early episodes left a lot to be desired. We've learned a lot about recording and audio since then, and we promise it gets better as you go along. We promise to keep improving and to keep bringing you the best possible podcast we can each week. Thanks again, and enjoy the show. Episode 2 of Ghost Stories, a Destiny podcast. Uh, I am your fire team leader for this episode, X-Ray441, and I'm joined by Beta Chieftain. Hey, how's it going? Good, good. Drop Slash. Hello there. And that's it. We're a three-man fire team this time around, um, but uh, but that's all right. Uh, the date is October 7th, 2015. Um, so, uh, it's been a been exciting past couple days. And we actually released our uh, first episode a little over 24 hours ago. Um, we, we've gotten a lot of good feedback. Um, we've actually, we actually have a little over 70 uh, followers on Twitter and a little over 115 listens on Podbean. Um, we did get approved uh, by iTunes, so our first episode should be up on iTunes in the next day or so. Um, we'll definitely be posting that on Twitter whenever we, uh, whenever we're there. Um, and, and so X-ray, there was one yeah. very important piece of feedback. What, what's that? Specifically that we need to be more energized. Well, let's, <laughs> let's do that then. Um, I, I think, <laughs> I, I think, I think that was yeah. nerves, um, on, on not only my part, but, but maybe, uh, on, maybe, on, maybe on, yours, Beta? On me, yeah, I... <laughs> I'm not used to speaking to lots of people, even if it, you know they're not there in the moment. <laughs> so it was interesting. Yeah, you know, it. I would have never guessed that because of how much you type. Oh, yeah, I can like in in Reddit, and yeah. it's it's like you you have no nerves. It's yeah, just like typing, boom, 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 it's boom, boom, and if I can uh, just type out the podcast. It'd be totally totally different. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's all right. And and Drop Slash is a is a cool cat, and and he had no no nerves. He was he was pretty solid. But he did make a good point. Um, you know, before we recorded the last podcast, I had never talked to um to to Drop Slash or to Scooby ever. It was the first time we we'd actually met, and like he said, in person or, or kind of in the same room. And so um so it was uh it was something that uh, was kind of caught me off guard a little right, bit. We, and I we think just barely learned else. each other's voices, so. really. So. <laughs> yeah um so so anyway um i don't know it's it's been a like i said it's been a been a fun and interesting um past few days uh i don't know uh beta did you uh did you find any I interesting did, I did. I interesting did. lore so today was the sleeper simulant kind of reveal by bungie and i haven't finished the whole thing yet but to those who have run it you get to a point where you have to kind of replay kate's stash and kill three witches or wizards, and it gives you this core thing that you have to re-energize. And so when you look at the core, there's five slots, and the bottom three are war stats. And so there's one for Terra or Earth, Luna, the Moon, and then I don't even remember what it called Mars. It might have just been Mars. But the point is there's three. And what's interesting is if you look at the Earth one and the Moon one, it says Rasputin, or at least has his abbreviation. And but what's interesting is if you look at the Mars one, it has Charlemagne, which is pretty awesome because 
it's some Charlemagne's something that's been you know kind of rumored to be in the game for a long time. We thought he was the Warmind of Mars, but the game's never really called it out or gone into a lot of detail on it. And so it's tiny, but it was really cool to see that Charlemagne is in there. He's still on Mars somewhere. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. So that's the yeah, equivalent. There, there, that's there the equivalent of Rasputin. That's on Earth, but for kind Mars. Of talking about Rasputin, but Got now it. we have one more. So Charlemagne. Awesome. What about you? Drop any any new stuff from uh, from yeah, I mean, the game got, or lore wise? Two, two big days in a row. So yesterday, uh, the the variant of the paradox mission opened up, and we were able to sort of follow uh, in the footsteps of Pradith and find out some new secrets in the Vault of Glass. And when I was going through the very last part there, the last fight uh, in the Glass Throne, in its its fun new iteration. After I had cleared the area out, I did some exploring. And when you live in cities long enough, like I have, you learn to look up. So as I was looking up and exploring the skyline of that particular area, uh, there's a huge hole in the ceiling with all this light pouring through and a flock of black birds flying around. Uh, and the first thing I thought was, are those Prince Aldrin's crows? Uh, that guy is everywhere. So it would be... It would, well, so it'd be a, it's a pretty, be a pretty startling revelation to know that, you know, we're way deep down. We're exploring like the very depths, like the deepest secrets of the Vex, you know, and and the Reef, uh, the the Royal House of the Reef still has a presence. Well, and, and we should point out that, and we'll talk about this later today, but that's the future too. So yes. his crows are still around a long time from now. So now for for some of the uh, for some of the new. New Guardians. Um, I think who we can is, answer who's that. The so today we're going to kind of cover what happened for the rest of the game that we didn't get to last week, and we are going to cover that. Okay, so we'll we'll get to the prince here shortly. All right. Um, so along with with the uh, new lore and some of the the little bit of feedback we've gotten through through Twitter about our. <laughs> um, lack of energy. Uh, we've also <laughs> we've also we've also uh, received a few questions, which which we uh, welcome with with kind of open arms, and um, and so a few of the questions have come from uh, the clan that uh, that Beta and Gabble and I are in. Um, the, so one question we want to go ahead and, and talk about, or, or go ahead and, and try to field, is uh, one from Caucasian Saint. He's a an admin for the Dod Uprising clan. That we're a part of, and he asked us, uh, "Explain what happened to Oryx from the first story defeat to the raid defeat, and what those two realms are." So I don't know. Uh, Drop. Sure. You want to take this? Uh, so in that first story defeat, uh, we're very much facing Oryx uh, on our own terms. He's manifested in our sort of plane of existence. He's been flying around and taunting us and. <laughs> generally causing trouble so you know we we go track him down and have a fight with him and it's i don't i don't think it was particularly difficult but we sort of send him packing uh but that was very much on our terms uh during the raid uh we are basically invading his house we are going into uh this massive hive throne world which is very similar to what we did in uh the Dark Below, when we went after Crota, uh, when we first fight Crota, that giant crystal, that is an attempt to manifest Crota in our plane of existence, which we stop. Uh, and then we did the same thing. Well, we take the fight to his house. You jump down the Hellmouth, 
you fight through the stills, you go through that giant gateway, and then you're in the Oversoul throne, which is Crota's realm. And we, once we end him there, uh, very powerful Ascendant Hive are basically immortal unless they're killed in their throne world, which is why it's a big deal taking out Crota there, and why it's kind of a big deal taking out Oryx aboard the Dreadnought, since the Dreadnought is his throne realm. All right. So, so there you go. I mean, that's, it's kind of like, uh, uh, like the Crota, sort of like, like when we face Crota in the dark below, um, which we'll again talk about here, uh, later, um, at some point. And they were trying to bring him into our world and we kind of stopped that, but then we went to his throne world and, and fought him kind of on his, exactly in his house. Right. Okay. Well, cool. Um, so thanks for that question, Caucasian Saint. And um, so I do a little Periscope thing with DOD Uprising and uh, had one today and a few a few questions came up as we were discussing the uh, Ghost Stories podcast. Um, and Mitch Windu, uh, he's also from DOD Uprising, got into a little bit of an a argument with, um, with Gabble Ratchet and I don't want to say a argument, heat, just a, a debate conversation <laughs> yeah exactly um with with gavel ratchet and, and a few others that were in there uh infinite tacos and and uh i'm trying to think of who else i think uh i think alpha whiskey might have been there but um anyway uh they they were talking about exos and the debate was are exos robots that were given a consciousness uh or are they humans that were transformed into these kind of robotic cybernetic type of of person thing so uh what do you what do you think on that bait i know you're yeah. the the exo so, junkie I mean, the short so answer is we really don't know <laughs> so you can argue all you all you want but um <laughs> the slightly longer okay. answer it, it's possible that it's both there's a titan mark called deep stone crypt and the flavor text on it i'm paraphrasing so something along the lines of uh to commemorate the infamous subroutine that seeded the first exo subconscious Something like that. And so that uh, piece of gear kind of points towards the fact that, okay, maybe they are AI. You know, we created some artificial intelligence. We put it in the body of the XO, and, you know, it manifested itself. But in the collector's edition of The Taken King, we got what we kind of just refer to as Cade's journal or his cliff notes um, of Treasure Island. And... In that one, it very much talks about Cade being a normal person, a human. And then he kind of makes a deal with Clovis Bray. And then later in the journal, he's an Exo. And so, you know, it seems like Cade, the hunter vanguard, was human, you know, during the Golden Age and then became an Exo. Um, We don't know how much of human Cade is still in there. You know, is the personality all the Exos? Was it kind of his mind melded with some AI? Like, we don't know. But um, and it is interesting, whenever you're running Dust Palace or any of you know, those kinds of strikes, at the very end, when you're at the top of the tower, if you look in Clovis Bray, it says Exoscience on the walls. And so it's, there's some pretty good connections that we can draw between Clovis Bray and the Exos, and from what it seems like with Cade, that he probably became one um and then the one other thing to point out that's interesting about exos is they all have a number after their name so it's cade six you might have heard of ariana three lakshmi two banshee 44 
So that number is how many times their mind has been wiped, or not even wiped, but kind of just reconfigured. And every time their mind's reconfigured, they don't necessarily lose information, but it gets scrambled. And so a lot of the times it's hard to tell what's truth, you know, or what's being remembered incorrectly and what two events have suddenly just blended into one. Um, so it's interesting, you know, so Cade, he's a source of information, but having his mind wiped six times, he's not the most reliable source of information. But anyway, that's, that's the slightly longer answer. And we can go into a really long answer in some future podcast. <laughs> so, uh, it's also worth, I think, pointing out real quick is that regardless of what the answer is, an exo possesses something that allows them to become a guardian. Uh, there's, you know, the link to humanity and the traveler is very strong. Uh, you know, for what we know of the Awoken, they used to be human, so it makes sense that they can be guardians. Uh, so there must be something, there must be some little piece of humanity living somewhere inside the exo's consciousness that allows them to be reawoken as a guardian that's that's a that's a really good point and and i I was kind of i was laughing because i was thinking um how how beta said you know cage six has been reset uh what six times um or, or reconfigured six times and and that he might not be the most reliable source of information and all i can think is the guy that we trust to be our gunsmith <laughs> has been has been reset forty four times and uh, and so yeah that makes him kind of uh, uh, the the master of the loony bin and my and kind of kind of with with what we were just talking about so uh, he uh, he's he's and I, I think you, I think one of you said and I have never really I mean I've stood around and heard him talk but I don't think I've ever went and, and looked at all the stuff he says but. But uh, doesn't he say some pretty kooky stuff, or, or kind of gets mixed up, yeah. or, or doesn't really yeah, he, he know what's going on sometimes? Not totally sure what's going on <laughs> around him. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for one of those <laughs> test guns to blow up in my hands. <laughs> yeah, those. That's a it's, man. What a great what a great piece of of I guess just just extra stuff to do in the game was that you know it made it gave him such a a, a new reason for being we're, we're you know it, him I, I enjoy i enjoy testing he guns. can't remember anything but thanks to us he now has a chance to relive some of those memories yeah, right. until we get to destiny year four and he becomes banshee 45 and can't remember a damn thing from the past four years see i thought i was i was hoping i was hoping that with uh, the taken king um, because you know they they pulled Tess out of the tower. I was hoping when we went in that, that Banshee's number might have increased. Uh, that would have been I thought that would have been cool, but um, but but it didn't. So all right, well that's great. Uh, so thanks Mitch Windu for for arguing with Gavel Ratchet and getting us this uh, this question. Um, and and if you want to uh, send us any questions or comments, um, you can reach out to us on Twitter. We are at D Ghost Stories. On Twitter and our email address, you can send us questions that way as well, is destinyghoststories at gmail.com. So feel free anytime, send us whatever you well, I'm not gonna say whatever you want, but but you can send us some feedback. <laughs> you can send us some feedback or some some question submissions and uh, and we'll do our best to uh to to work them into to our show. Um Alright, so where'd we leave off last week? We were talking about the traveler uh showing up and the speaker then becoming our our new kind of of person um, in the tower that 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 speaks for did I say that right did I get I think I might have confused myself the uh, 
<laughs> the traveler shows up. Did I, did I say it right? I, I don't think, know. I'm, I'm, I think you were right. Yeah. My cat. Well, my cat wait, just. I think we ended on you know for a character named the speaker. They don't do an awful lot of talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think that I think that's right. Sorry, I was distracted by my cat. Jumped up here, right? Almost, <laughs> almost, almost jumped on my laptop. Um, so uh, and now she's eating right here. But anyway, um, so yeah, the speaker who doesn't do a lot of talking is in the tower, and that's who we, uh, who we're supposed to be getting our information about the traveler from. Um, and so. So what's next? Where where are we at now? So we so, are where? So after, yeah, so we go back to the tower and meet the vanguard, kind of, you know, get acclimated, figure out what's going on. And basically we immediately leave again to go out into what's called the Cosmodrome, which is basically the main Earth location, which it's a big old space base. So all the ships that would leave and go, you know, to other planets to take the scientists and the colonists, they all kind of left from this big space base that was the cosmodrome and so there's a lot of missions where in the early part of the game we're basically kind of just wandering around honestly um <laughs> just trying to figure out what's going on and we well i mean we're we're trying to get a jump drive for our ship uh where we're i mean even within the first two missions like i believe the last array is th- mission three or four we're already getting wrapped up in you know yeah. Orbit sent a team out there. They're missing. We have to go look for them. Like we, you're very much, hey, welcome to your brand new life, long and, and, dead and I guess person. It is interesting. Now go do things for us. Because I had totally forgotten about the dead orbit, like that it was a dead orbit team. Because when you're in the early part of the game, if you've you know just bought it and you're just starting, like you still barely know who dead orbit is. So you kind of run through those missions not thinking about it. And but yeah, now we can kind of look back and say like, oh yeah, the lore was there. <laughs> Dead, or- Dead Orbit was there, and other things you just kind of had to know where to that that what you were looking for. Yeah. And we should point out. So you, we, I mean, we're talking about the the Dead Orbit team that got lost. So basically, that mission, and that's kind of the most important thing that happens on Earth. I mean, other stuff happens, but that's the crucial event. Is we recover all these codes that this Dead Orbit team lost, and we go and we wake. We, I don't want to say wake up. I don't know what the right word is, but. Reconnect. Reconnect. We reconnect Rasputin. So we find, you know, Rasputin, and we basically launch this giant... We don't launch it. We open a giant satellite and reconnect Rasputin to all of his Warmind assets and weapons and whatever else he's got out there. Because he was basically locked inside the Cosmodrome because he was hiding from the darkness. And so that's the key for this... For the Earth section of the story, like, that is the key event. We we reconnect Rasputin and allow him to start, um, you know, fulfilling whatever objective it is he's trying to fulfill. Well, good. So, was that was that a good idea though? <laughs> to reconnect Rasputin? I mean, I guess I Remain, guess in the long run it has to been. be seen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I, I right think... after we connect reconnect him, he locks our ghost out like immediately. So, right, right. So, so yeah, we so, don't know. That's really. a, yeah. Well, I mean, he, he locks our ghost out. He he drops an orbital strike on Mars. Like he really starts flexing his muscles very quickly. <laughs> he's yeah. kind of he's probably sounds a little pissed. Um, all right, so uh, <laughs> so let's move on. So um, so what's next? So we got the the Exo Stranger, right? Is that uh, the, the... she? She's important at this point in the story. You don't actually know who she is because what ends but up she's happening... following us around, right? Yeah. So it, so to anyone playing the game, you know, if you remember from the very first mission. You you fly away in your ship to head towards the city, and there's this figure 
kind of standing on top of the hangar watching you. And that is the Exo Stranger. So she's been watching us since we, since our ghost found us, really. And uh, and so she actually that she she likes what she sees. Is that uh, is that, is that a, a proper way to put it? And and well, there's a lot of divergent theories on this. We don't know a lot about the Exo Stranger. We're not given a lot of insight either, like in the texts, in the grimoire, in the lore. There's not a lot to her. Uh, I think the current prevailing theory is that she is from some divergent timeline, uh, and she has been waiting and watching the rise of Guardians, looking for one particular Guardian who uh, who makes a startling difference, is able to wield the light spectacularly well, uh, and the belief is that that is our Guardian. So we become of immediate interest to her, and she starts keeping an eye on us to see what's going on. And because of her, we travel to Venus, right? Yes, and and we should point out, so we do, in the interim, between the Earth and Venus, we go to the moon, and that's where she kind of decides that she likes us enough to make contact, but next week's episode is going to be completely dedicated to the moon, and Crota, and Eris, and kind of just tons of moon stuff, so at this point in our summary, we're just going to say, we were on Earth, we went to the moon, and kind of woke up the hive, and the stranger decides she likes us and calls us to Venus. And so from here, we're going to talk about Venus. And then next week, we're going to go really in-depth on all the stuff that happened on the moon. Now, I'm going to break free from the lore just kind of for a second. Because I have to say, I, I enjoy um, North's uh, new voiceover of, of our ghost. Um, but I also liked Dinklage as well. And I think the one that I'm, I, I can say that I miss the most is You've Woken the Hive. I, I liked the way that yes. Peter yes. Dinklage said yes. that. Um, and uh, and not not as much north. So no offense if you ever listen north. Uh, still still love you, buddy. But but I think Dinklage nailed that line a little better. So anyway, when I when I hear Nolan North say we've woken the hive, I imagine that gate opens and a whole bunch of puppies and babies <laughs> and kittens come running out. Yeah, it definitely doesn't quite have the same uh, same effect. And uh, but but again, it it those of us that that experienced it before the Taken yeah. King. Uh, you it's know, something we've got... to remember. Yeah. That's right. All right, so we are skipping the moon, and we are headed to Venus. So what's going on in Venus? Drop, we, we talk for a bit. Go ahead, drop. Yeah, well, see, I mean, there's, there's a lot going on on Venus. Uh, and I'm going to point out, because I'm a stickler for these things, once we get to be even on the moon a little bit, but once we get to Venus, some of the story really starts to unravel here. Uh there is a lot of inconsistencies that begin. Uh, but basically... Examples. We're going to need at least one example drop. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Go. Well, my, my, favorite, my favorite thing about is that, again, this affects me a bit because I work in the timeline, so I'm always trying to find dates and times. When did these things happen? Uh, there's one that occurs on Earth that drives me crazy, that deals with the hive. I'll talk about that next week. Uh, but on Venus... You know, we're tracking, they say, you know, uh, Guardians from the past used to have a way to track the Vex uh, using these machines. This is one of the first missions on Venus. We have to go reactivate these machines uh, to track the Vex. Wait a minute. If Guardians who came before us were tracking the Vex, how do we not know about them? It's like, is nobody keeping a journal of this <laughs> stuff? Like, why is our ghost and why are we so in the dark about the Vex? 
if the guardians who came before us knew how to track them and knew and knew about them. Their lore was weak. They didn't have a beta chieftain and a <laughs> and a drop slash to keep them informed. Um, so so yeah, that's that's you know, and that's uh, you know a big part of I think the direction that that um, that Bungie went. You know, they they got a new writer and they're really focusing a lot more on the lore, which we can obviously see with the Taken King. So mm-hmm. so all of the inconsistencies aside, we'll we'll kind of keep moving forward, but just recognize that there are some there that that might be hard to to explain. Right. So we reactivate these machines. We can now track the Vex. We follow them into the old Ishtar Academy. Uh, then you have that showdown with these endless waves—not endless waves of Vex, but a significant number. Uh, if if five or six is endless, then you know. <laughs> well, again, this goes easy. To, uh, jumping way forward, real quick, the Vex will do everything they can to prevent us from getting into the Black Garden. Which means having one Hydra and a couple of Minotaurs doesn't really see. <laughs> that is true. For yeah, for doing everything possible. Yeah. They, so they also, gave up. I like to, doing this particular mission, a stranger's call, uh, with the new jobs uh, is ridiculously fun because of the crowd control powers of the new jobs. Oh yeah. Yeah. So we get through that. Uh, the Exo Stranger appears, and we get some of the best dialogue Destiny has offered us to date. <laughs> uh, Are we going to make some quotes it's very, here? It's very in line with the speaker, really. It's the so, it's the famous. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher it. Drop if you have it on the tip of your tongue, say it. Uh, which which one? The, <laughs> I, don't, the, I don't have time to explain. Yeah, I don't I don't have time to explain why I don't have time to explain. There, yeah. Which is very similar to this whole speaker's like I could tell you about, you know, the things that happened before, but well, yeah, but... That's, that's that's another great line where the exo stranger's like, "Have you heard of the Black Garden?" And our ghost is like, "We've heard the legends," and I'm like, "No, we haven't. We haven't heard a, a damn thing up to this point. We were fighting the hive on the moon." Yeah, and and, so... and, and I guess to get back to the lore, or not back to we are talking lore to get back to the summary. That that line about have you heard about the Black Garden? Like that's what drives the rest of the base game. Yes. Is we and we should point out the Vex. We still really don't know what they are. They're machines that appear all over in all different timelines, and they're powerful. And according to the the Exo Stranger, they're evil. That's so evil that it hates other evil. Although having faced <laughs> having faced Oryx in the Taken. It's hard to imagine the Vex being more evil than them, given what yeah. I've seen. But the point is, we, we learn about this thing called the Black Garden, and that the Vex are doing something bad there. And so the Exo Stranger then like, sends us on this long quest, which takes up the rest of the base game, to, f- go, to get to the Black Garden. Well, it's, it's important to point out here, er, earlier in the show, I mentioned Prince Aldrin and his crows. We mentioned, hey, who are these people? Uh, part of this storyline is is in order to find the Black Garden, we have to go out and speak to the Awoken, who live in the Reef, and we discussed them briefly uh, on the last episode. But this is where they come into play. This is where you can't find the Black Garden unless you go talk to the Awoken. So we're, we, we're sent off in that direction. Yeah. And <laughs> this is another inconsistency I kind of just thought of. But um, <laughs> so, so we go, so yeah, we, should, we point out, we go, we speak to the Queen in the Reef. Prince Aldrin is the Queen's brother. Um, her advisor, and he doesn't like us much. 
Um, but he has these things called crows, which from the grimoire, they're basically like robot birds is what it sounds like. And they're his spies. They're all over the place. And it's funny because, so for the rest of the game, and we'll, we'll talk about it here in a second, we have to do a lot of stuff or very specific things to get into the Black Garden. And yet Prince Aldrin in the grimoire, it, his crows have already been in there. Like, like <laughs> apparently all the stuff that like we have to go through to get in there was either just not actually required or his crows had some other way to just go in and get out. It's just kind the prin- of random. The prince probably knew how to get in there. He's he's kind of a jerk, so so maybe well, he just didn't want to share <laughs> share his secrets. Well, they even mentioned that you know, oh well, you'll need a key to get into the garden. In order to get the key, you need the gate lord's eye. But the prince even says this is all really like unnecessary. We could just tell you where it is. Yeah. Uh, but they make you go through this whole rigmarole to sort of prove yourself. Uh, also important to note. Once you realize that the birds in the game are Aldrin spies, you start noticing birds everywhere. Uh, yeah, there are there are birds in the tower. There are birds in the devil spire. There and they don't fly away when you walk up to them. Like there there are birds everywhere in this game. So it's a very interesting sort of background thing. Like oh man, the the Awoken really do know everything. Now I want to go to the Dreadnought and just go bird watching. I'm going to need to get put on my <laughs> put, put on my my high socks and and my my khaki shorts and and get my binoculars out and just go go look around, be a be a birder for the for the day. Um, I'm sure they're flying around somewhere. <laughs> there might be. Um, I saw these big, huge, ugly moth looking things um, headed down to Oryx, but. Yeah, the moths are really important. Oh, are they? I didn't know that. um... Well, lore-wise, apparently the moths represent areas where uh, souls have congregated. Hmm. Uh, And one of the reasons, I believe in the raid, you follow those moths, uh, and they're sort of a marker for you saying, uh, this direction, follow this direction. And you'll notice them all over the place. If you're ever exploring the hive tunnels on the moon or around the dreadnought, there are moths everywhere. Uh, Interesting. Uh, there's, so even when you when you make the assault on Crota's soul in the Awakening, there's moths in the uh, way down. That's cool. Uh, well, I I did not know that, so that's that's <laughs> awesome. And and so let's uh, let's jump back out of the rabbit hole <laughs> and and uh, and keep going. Uh, I don't want to I don't want to run too long. Next week. Next week. Next week. Yep. Next week. That's right. That'll be our answer for everything next week. Um, <laughs> Okay, so where are we at now? Um, so, we, so we go to the Awoken. They send us on a quest. Basically, they say, go get a Gate Lord's Eye. And a Gate Lord is a big three-story tall Vex. So we go, we kill it, we bring back the Eye. Um, they basically tell us that the Eye's dead and it's useless. So we just kind of leave. Um, <laughs> Bummer. It's fun. So anyway, we leave. and we Long story short, we find out the Black Garden's on Mars. We go to Mars, we encounter this race called the Cabal, which are kind of like these hippo, gorilla, rhinoceros things. You know, <laughs> just these big, you know, things in their suits. And like, hey, and we, they, bl- they blow up planets and moons just for getting in their way. Right, like, we, we, don't know, we really don't know a lot about the Cabal, other than they're, they're a war-faring race, and they've been trying to escape Oryx and the Hive in the past, and they currently occupy Mars. And that's really like all we know, and that's all you need to know. So anyway, well, okay, go ahead. It's go ahead, important, drop. real quick, important to point out: at this point in the story, we have the cabal have no beef with us. 
we have not encountered them. They have not encountered us. Right. They, like, they don't want us on Mars, but they haven't really attacked us anywhere else at all. Yeah. So at this point in the story, we're like, we're immortal guardians. You know, we jump on our sparrows and we just straight up, we go right to their home and just ransack it. Like we are, we are the unwelcome uh, sort of stranger in, in this instance here where we're, we're breaking into their forts. We're stealing their stuff. Uh, we're setting off uh, their fail safes. Right. So we, we, we're very much an uninvited guest at this point. Yeah. And so basically we fight our way to the Black Garden. There's a big fat Vex gate that we open, a portal to send us into the Black Garden, and we finally make it to the Black Garden. Um, and at this point, we, I mean, we don't really to- totally know even what the Black Garden is, even after the story concludes, and even after all these expansions. I mean, it's it was a location locked out of time and space. Um, and flowers grow there. And the flowers could represent souls, or they could represent timelines. Um, we don't know. And there's a ton... The Vex are there, and there's a lot of Vex architecture. And then we'll talk in a second about what's at the heart of the garden. But, I mean, really, we we don't know a lot about it. It's just this very important place. <laughs> and this garden is seeded all through the lore. Uh, there's Rasputin has visions of the garden... Uh, the du- all these the dar- guardians, yeah, the darkness met the guard, met the traveler at the garden. You know, uh, all these other guardians, you know, have sort of like leapt off the shores and and awash themselves in a sea of dreams of the garden. It's a, it's not just a location; it has a much deeper significance. Right. We just have no clue what it is yet. Yes. <laughs> so, so anyway, was, yeah, I was gonna say once we once we get into the to the black garden, um, that's when we go. Try to find the black heart. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. The black heart. It's this, and and it now that Taken King's been released, the black heart looks a lot like one of the blights that you see in the Taken King. You know, we we can't say if the black heart is a blight or not, but they look very similar. Um. So this also ties to some of the the hive lore we'll talk about next week, but this is very much where we're. I know when I first played through this, I'm like, why is why is there a machine race worshiping something that doesn't seem logical to me? That doesn't make any sense. I don't. Why would why would a machine race worship anything? Right. So one, we have to remember that the Vex have a biological core. Uh, that's an important piece. And two, now with the Taken King being released, we understand that there was a an ancient Vex that once faced off with Oryx called Queer uh, Blade Transform, and it programmed its followers to understand the concept of worship. So these Vex, as far as we know, have been programmed with a subroutine that understands what worship is and that it should follow these, uh, these tenets of worship. Right. Very, very basically, um, or to you know, explain very shortly, so the Vex, they experimented a bit and they found that worship seemed to produce some results. And so, yeah, and so then Coria programs all the Vex to worship. So, yeah, and to this day, you know, and we don't necessarily know how long ago that was, but to this day, in the heart of the garden, they are worshiping. Yes. And so, and yeah, and, and so we, of course, then just blow away the heart that they're worshiping. <laughs> <laughs> just kill it. And guns. Guns solve every and, problem you can imagine. Yeah. And just so, ask Rasputin. And, and the interesting thing is it does... To me, it's always looked kind of like the the blights because 
in the in the first Taken King mission, you kind of have those scenes of the Cabal trying to escape the Blight, and there's like the whole, and then kind of like the bridge or the tether that's trying to pull the the Cabal away. And it, it looks kind of similar to when the Black Heart kind of sends out this tendril, like this bridge, to one of the statues, and then the statue comes to life. Um, you know, and, and that's just a theory, and it's just an interesting thing to note if you're playing that mission again. You know, kind of just think taken, and you know, maybe the Black Heart, you know, kind of has the same types of powers as the Worms and the Hive, and you know, maybe it kind of granted some powers to the Vex to help defend the Heart. You know, so and, yeah, go ahead. So talking talking about this now, um, you know, I'm I'm kind of thinking about other things um, related to to the Taken King, and uh, I know this might not really tie in, but whenever you're fighting Oryx, and and I'm not trying, I'm trying not to be too spoilery, but then again, this is lore, so we're gonna get into some <laughs> of that stuff. But um, but whenever you fight uh, fight Oryx, and and you get to the point where his chest opens up, and you have to stagger him, um, you know, as you shoot him. The, the bright light being emitted from his chest um, fades a little bit, and you can see his black heart. And, and that's kind of how you know you're doing enough damage to, uh, to kind of stagger him. And so, so I, I kind of, when I, when I saw that, I'm like, hey, look, there's a, there's a black heart in, in Crota's dad. So, so I, don't know, I don't know if that had anything to do with, with the, the Vex at all, but, uh, but it's kind of interesting to me. And it, it might. I mean, you know. We don't know, yeah. but well, they're, that, they're that's building, a cool connection. There's a lot of a lot of parallels being built now between the Vex and the Hive. Uh, you know, to the point where you know, in taking King missions, you have to become ascendant to pass through the gates. Uh, and we, as we previously discussed, uh, with the Vex, you had to simulate a Gate Lord in order to pass through the gates. So there's a there's a hierarchy there that activates. That is awesome, Drop. I hadn't even made that. I hadn't thought of that. See, well, some is, it's a good podcast when, like, even between our, I'm having revelations all over the place. <laughs> well, well, somebody, somebody once said they thought that the uh, the the Vex legs, um, the deceased yeah, legs that, on the that, ground, that was that, me. Yeah, I, I know it was. I, I was <laughs> That's why I brought it up. <laughs> someone was. <laughs> yeah, I was blowing away Vex one day, and there's occasionally you can blow one up, and it will just have the legs left. And like I don't know, to me the the Vex legs look so much like the Thrall legs, and maybe that's just because all alien species legs look the same. I don't know. I, I do have a I have a theory that is not appropriate for the time frame we have here. But <laughs> right. when we, when that's we for a, another we show. A Vex episode. We'll get to it. It's it's yeah. controversial, but also well founded. So it's a good theory. All right. Well, we'll have to remember that, and and we'll make the listeners hold you to it. So. Um, Let's uh yeah let's let's push forward real quick uh with the vex here so we yeah. can yeah because we want to talk about paradox yes so so in summary sort of you know we we face the vex in the black garden uh, we defeat them there everything seems hunky dory uh, and then we discover the vault of glass uh, on Venus which is another vex stronghold sort of the vex stronghold. Uh, and we could probably do five episodes on just the Vault of Glass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but most of the lore there comes from a, a fire team of three, similar to what we're, we're working with right now in the podcast, uh, of Kabir. Uh, which, I al- which I always thought was Kabar until... <laughs> or, or Kaber. Yeah, until very recently. <laughs> uh, to note, in that mission, it is pronounced two different ways. Uh, 
Pradith says it one way, and then Ikora Ray says it another way, so who knows? I trust Pradith. <laughs> uh, and Pahanan, uh, the guy who created Super Good Advice. Uh, and they get lost. They get lost in the vault. Uh, Pradith gets sort of, well, as far as we knew at the time, Pradith is skipped across time. He is just hurtled into all causalities by the Vex. Uh, Kabir sacrifices himself and his light to forge the Aegis, which is the relic that we use in the raid. Which is, and, which is why they failed, because they didn't have it, and yes. it's why we succeed. And then somehow Pahanan <clears throat> makes his way out, or never went in in the first place. I mean, who sort of knows? He ends up getting killed by Dregden Yor, but that is a whole other story. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and he all, and his whole creation of super good advice was he was terrified of being alone. Yes. After, after going because he it's all you know he couldn't trust anything anymore, um, yeah. and so he created his little AI machine gun to kind of keep him company. And this is the first taste we get of the Vex's the real the real power of the Vex, which is this like weaponized ontology, like the ability to make or unmake things from time or people from time or anything, uh, and to traverse past, present, and future in sort of this quantum state where they all exist at the same time. And the, uh, their, their ability, from what I can tell from the grimoire, their ability to choose what exists and what does not exist, that stemmed from their worship of the Black Heart. Like, that's kind of what... The reason they kept... Well, that, that's one theory. That's, that is my theory, and from what I can tell from reading, I think that's where they're getting it from, but it's a theory. Yeah. So... The other theory is that the Vex are really the Ammonites from way back, who were once heralds of the Traveler, hey, who gave them... Th that, <laughs> is my, that is my theory that has no place in this episode. <laughs> Paracausal weapons. But it is a good uh, theory. It is well-founded. So, uh, to get back to the Vault of Glass, that, that is the major raid of, of Vanilla Destiny. We take on that challenge, uh, and we face uh, Atheon there at the bottom of the vault, Time's Conflux. Uh, and this, and the vault itself, you know, which is this sort of gigantic quantum machine that is is creating a, a gateway between all possible pasts and futures. Ter terrifying weapon of the Vex. Right, and I and uh, I went ahead and looked up the word conflux just because I had to. And yeah, a, a conflux is a a junction of like rivers or merging. So yeah, so Atheon, and we we still don't totally know what he was, but. There's this idea that Atheon was probably, like, he's, like, the center of all time, almost. <laughs> and I, I don't have the reference in front of me. I need to look it up. I swear it's there. But I, I think I remember somewhere in one of the items that says that the Vault of Glass is unique across all timelines. Like, it's, it's just this weird bubble that is unique across timelines, across the universe. It's this singular thing. And so, like, Atheon quite possibly was the single point across all the Vex efforts, across all the timelines, like, he was the one in charge of it all. And so the fact that we then blow him up um, <laughs> re really probably screwed up their, you know, they have no, co it's possible, you know, there's no coordination anymore, or the information was lost. Like, we don't know, but we really screwed it up when we blew him up. So... And in doing so, but even even running this, we don't get a lot of information about what came before us. We have the hints. There's not a lot going on. We never 
discover the fate of Praetith, uh, you know, and there's still so many mysteries down there. We revisit again in House of Wolves, uh, and then now in The Taken King, we get this new Paradox mission, which takes us back to the vault and gives us a ton of information uh, for long sort of hidden secrets. To anyone listening, I, I have transcribed the entire mission. I'll probably try to get that up on Reddit, on the Destiny lore subreddit or something sometime soon. So if anyone's wanting to get a transcript of the entire mission, I do have that. I just got to get it up. I, uh, I think I found your quote you were looking for, so let me see if this is it. So, other realities, alternate timelines, and paradoxical events all thrive within the vault. It is unique across the multiverse. There are other paths, places where one can find those who have failed the trial. Elsinki, Cabal, Guardians, others unseen and unknown until now, all from realities in which they assaulted the vault. Is that it? That is exactly it. So what's the, All right. uh, what was it from? Was it a grimoire? Or a, um, I don't know. I just found it. <laughs> it, it some, I think someone laid out what you were talking about. They've got a whole bunch of quotes from, from the vault. Um, okay. So yeah, and, we'll, uh, well, if we find it, we will put that in the show notes if, if we yeah, can find absolutely. that quote. Yeah. Hey, I, I, I found the quote. You didn't, I didn't need to know where it was from. <laughs> awesome. But it sounded cool for a second. Until he asked me that question. Um, all right, so so we're in the vault. So paradox, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Oh so yeah, we're back. We're back in the vault. We're uh, we want to talk more about paradox, and this we learned a lot. And essentially, what for those who haven't run the mission, it can be done only during the when it's the daily heroic mission. But you're essentially going on this journey back into the vault because Praetith, who we thought was dead or gone lost to time. or lost in time he he sends a transmission um and what's interesting is when you're going through the the transcripts he's actually not even sure he says something along the lines of i don't know why the vex are letting me send this to you right now it's like he's tried to send messages in the past and it's never worked but for some reason now the vex decided yep let's let him send this message out and the reason becomes very obvious very quickly yeah Go ahead, tell him, Drop, what's the reason? Uh, the reason is that the Taken, the Taken have invaded the vault. Uh, and that is a terrifying thought, given what we talked about previously, with the power of the vault. Uh, if that falls to the Taken, you know, that threatens not just to end the Vex, which they're terrified about, that threatens to sort of end everything. Yeah. And in and, and the, the end of the Vex, we, we learn in this mission that Everything the Vex, the Vex have seen their own annihilation. They have seen the end of their race, their civilization. And so everything they have been doing in the vault and across our solar system is to try and stop that ending. Um, and it, they describe it as a pattern. The Vex, they see the pattern. And to me, it sounds very much like the shape that Oryx and the Taken King describes. I think they're talking about the same thing. So Oryx has what he always calls the final shape, which he later says is victory, and the Vex have their pattern. But I think they're all kind of seeing the same thing. It's they're striving for this end state, this victory state, and that's what they're all trying to achieve. And up until now, the Vex have been terrified because they have not seen a way that they can reach the end state. And in, no matter all their calculations and all their power, they have yet to find a way to not die. Yes. And this, and this is why it becomes very important that we are involved. 
So we know that the Vex are incapable of simulating a Guardian. Uh, and that is because a Guardian represents this sort of uh, paracausal being. We exist outside of causality. So we're almost impossible to, to simulate for the Vex. So we, for the Vex, we almost always represent a wild card. Uh, they don't know what we're going to do. You know, very literally, Guardians make their own fate. Uh, yeah. They don't know. What, they can't predict us. So inviting us in to a cause that they see as lost presents an opportunity for that cause to then not be lost because they're capable of knowing what we're going to do. Yeah, and and what's interesting is they it Pradith describes the Vex that the kind of things that they don't think can help them they cut as Pradith says. Or basically, probably similar to the oracles, they kind of just remove from existence. You know, things that the Vex don't think can help them win, they get rid of. Um, and things that they think can help them win, they keep. And there's lots of theories. I personally think that might be why, up until now, they hadn't attacked the city. Because even though they didn't understand us, they knew that we might help them win. And so they chose not to cut us out. And that's why they invite us into the vault. And what's interesting is then at the very end, once we have, we've, we've removed the Taken from the vault. Let me look it up. Uh, here we go. So Pradith, he kind of, he says, but then they won't end, will they? Because you're here. So he's referring to us, the Guardians. Then it says, the Vex won't spare the city. They won't even thank you. And so I mean, to me, it sounds an awful lot like they were keeping us around because they knew we could help. And it turns out we did. But the problem is now that we've helped them, we've kind of opened the way for their final victory. And they're not going to thank us for the help. They're going to come and blow us up instead. Yeah. Because now we've helped them. They no longer need us. So, yeah, we, we sort of potentially have saved our own destructors. Yeah. Yeah. And when you go through the grimoire that you get from this mission... Um, it's kind of these alternate timelines from the vault. But one of them shows ships from the city fleeing into deep space and just fleeing something and, you know, just go, the city is no longer and the tower is, is gone. And it kind of hints at this possible future of, yeah, we've opened the way for the Vex to come and destroy us. Well, I mean, we, we defeated Atheon in his own home, in the vault. Uh, I'm not worried. Uh, bring it on, Vex. <laughs> <laughs> you big jerks. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's awesome. I, I'm, I'm glad that you guys explained that because, you know, I, hadn't, I didn't get an opportunity to, uh, to go look for Pradith's ghosts yesterday. And, uh, yeah, I know, I'm sad, but it'll, it'll be around again. And for anybody who didn't get to do the uh, sleeper... And I'm going to butcher it on purpose here. Stimulant, simulant, no, simulant. No. <laughs> it's, it's been butchered so much today by so many people. I just had to join the, join the crowd. Um, anybody that didn't get to do that, they'll get, to, they'll get their day in the, in the sun, so to speak. So, um, wow, that's, uh, that's awesome. Um, any more on, on, uh, on the um, – oh, what were you talking about? No. The, I think, the paradox, uh, I guess. Nah. I think for the, well, there is, for the, there's, a, there, there's, there's one more. last piece. One last piece at the very end uh, is recovering Praetis' ghost. So this is at the very end. The the fable. This could be the fabled sixth treasure chest. Is that what this is? We open it up. Praetis' ghost in, is inside, and it turns out that it is a future war cult ghost. So Praetis was a member of the future war cult. 
which well, is which is the best faction. I'm, I'm just gonna say it. But it remains, <laughs> remains to be seen. Uh, so so here's another question though. Um, I guess I guess we we don't know for sure, but we're assuming that Praetith is just a human, right? He's not gonna be well, an XO or. Well, he has no designation. He's not like Praetith O two, right? Praetith O three. So yeah. Maybe so he, no designation he, he is the could, first iteration. Right. He could have been. That, so. That's true. And been the first. Well, that's iteration. the other thing. If he's if he has been trapped in time, you know, sort of spread across all quantum possibilities, he may be a pure version of himself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And so. and I should point out in if you don't take the alternate path and you do the normal ending to the mission, you do find a bunch of bones. Um, true. We. We they say and you that scan them. That's right. It yeah. may be Kabir. It may be Praetith. We don't. You know. They say it's Praetith, but they're definitely human bones. So if that is Praetith, then that would establish that he's not an Exo. Mm. Okay. All right. I was I was reaching there, but I figured I'd, I'd do it while I could. Um, maybe we'll maybe maybe his consciousness is enough alive to uh, to put into a uh, an Exo later. Uh, I don't know. Rabbit I like hole. to. That's a rabbit to, hole. I think I think pretty pretty widely on on things. So, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm keep. I have not turned his ghost back into future war cult. I am keeping that with me. Nice. And so all, when you turn it in, though, all you get is a rep, right? Is that you get a bit of rep? Yeah. Yeah. Rep, the yeah. legendary engram. Yeah. For the collectors, don't turn it in. Just keep it for yeah, fun. I'm keeping it. But, it makes it makes a purple triangle over the tower constantly. That oh, th- that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I'm not. Are you kidding me? That's Praetith's ghost. That is that is. Uh, a piece of the lore that I never want to give up. It's amazing. And and there's so many people that don't care. <laughs> maybe we'll make them care. Maybe maybe we'll we'll get them interested in the lore enough that they'll they'll want to they'll want to get that ghost and keep it for themselves. I hope so. Yeah. When I first ran Paradox, when we got to the end, I was running with the Sunbreaker, uh, and as soon as the mission ended, he immediately used Hammer of Soul, and he just smashed the skeleton with the flaming hammers. He did not care no about the respect. significance me, of what he was doing. You're, you're inspecting it. You're all, ooh, look at this. And all that just blows up in your face. Yes. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I think that's a good place to stop. Um, so, so that was uh, this. thanks for the input, everybody, because this felt better. It felt more relaxed, and, and hopefully uh, it's, it's a little more palatable for those of you who, again, said we needed to uh, add some energy to the, to the podcast, and I, and I think we tried to. Um, and again, we were, we were short a couple, a couple of our guys and, and hopefully we'll get everyone in next time. Um, so, uh, let's end this by just saying thank you. Um, and, uh, again, you can find us on Twitter at D ghost stories, or you can email us if you have any comments or requests or questions you want us to talk about on the podcast at, uh, destiny ghost stories at gmail.com. Um, we're on Podbean. You can find links to our, our podcast. I mean, you're obviously listening to it, so you found it somehow, but we'll be out on iTunes as well. Um, but uh, but we're, we're going to stay pretty active on Twitter, so any information you need, you can hopefully find there. Um, so for now, I guess that is a, is a wrap. So thanks a lot. Yeah, thank you, guys. I'm, I'm going to add on, uh, we, we hinted at a lot in this episode. Uh, and remember, we're just getting started. There's a lot to go over, and we're going to cover it all. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yes, we're, yes, we will. We're getting going. Oh, and uh, again, I want to point you in the direction for some more information to the DestinyTimeline.com that, uh, that Dropslash and Scooby-Deezy have put together. It's a great source, so check that out. 
and it'll help piece together some of the stuff we've been talking about. Um, and uh, so farewell for now, and we will see you all soon. All right. See you guys. Take care. Bye.